I will talk to you of art. Yes. For there is nothing else. Are you all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Come along quietly or not. Well, you can have all the talent in the world and never get anywhere. Some artists will bait a hook and let you bite upon it. And now, without further ado... Hello, everybody. This is another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. I'm Albert Shivers, and this time we're just going to jump right in to the conversation with my guest, Elise Burnett. Elise and I go all the way back to high school. We worked on films and theater together. It was so great to have this conversation with her, and this podcast is also going to feature a quick excerpt of audio from a play that I wrote and directed that Elise was in. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Folks, this is another episode of Planet Shivers. Um, Albert Shivers, Isaac Wilson on sound isn't here today, but we miss him. And um, I'm sitting here with a friend of mine. We go back a very long way, even to high school, but we didn't even know it. Uh, Elise Burnett, actress and great friend. Thanks for doing this show. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, like, we, without even knowing it, yeah. went to high school together. Yeah. Knew all the same people. But never, just never, no, didn't realize until college. I do though. I swear, I could possibly swear my life on it. Have a, a memory of you being in a musical theater class, but only for like a half an hour. It was like the first day of that class. And we were all sitting down and like Mrs. Hoffman was going over what we were going to do. And I think you realized like it wasn't what you thought. And then at the end of class, you left, and I never saw you again. So I figured that you had transferred out. And that was the only time. You had long, curly hair. Okay. Yeah. So. But all the that's same. That's all true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember you, but yeah, I got enrolled in that class. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was going to be, I don't know, I just thought it was going to be more like music. Right. That's what I figured. And theater. Yeah, and singing. And I ran, oh, who was that guy? The guidance counselor I had. Who was your? You remember your guidance counselor? There was Mr. Miller. That was it. That's okay. Because mm, I was like, hmm, Miller or Nisley. But was, yeah, Miller. It was Miller. Mm-hmm. And I ran to him. <laughs> Help get like, me out of here. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I was like this was, and I, there was another kid in that class who did it. Another another oh. boy did the same thing. And I went on to take musical theater one and two, and then retake them. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, as a senior, I was just, like, bored. They wouldn't let you leave early if you did, like, the shows. You couldn't leave and come back. So I would retake theater classes to, quote-unquote, raise my grades. Wow. But really just so I could, I don't know, fuck off until it was time to, you know, do rehearsal shit. But so... We did cross paths, but I... We did. For about like a half That's hour, sick. and I did not... Just really a moment. Know. A moment in time. Yeah, I was too busy, like, get me out of here. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, yeah, this is great. I'm going to sing Cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> so is that your first go? Probably, right? Yes. Through that class? I didn't... Well, I didn't get into... That's the thing. I have no sense of time 
I don't know if I was a sophomore or a junior. Because you graduated in, what, 08? Yeah, and I was 09. Yeah. So, and I didn't get into theater in high school until I was a sophomore. Okay. And yeah, like I said, my memory is horrible from high school. Just continuously block more out as the years go. Um, But yeah, I was only in it for three years. So, I don't know. Hmm. But then that sparked a whole can of worms. Yeah. That ended up being college. So. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it was a big culture shock for me. Yeah. Come. Mom and Pop reminds me of the high school that doesn't really exist but is on TV. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I am on TV now. <laughs> like, we all have lockers. Like, what? A locker? <laughs> we like, speak at them. <laughs> like, lockers only exist on Degrassi. Oh my <laughs> God, Degrassi. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, so it was a, it was a big show. You didn't have a locker in New York. No, there weren't enough. What for all the kids? That's crazy. And it's so like they just like they did away with them completely. You just got to carry your backpack. Ah, <gasps> wow. Where that was like contraband in Long Paul. Park. Yeah, they were oh like, yeah. If you're carrying your backpack, you have a gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were very ahead of their ahead of their times, I guess. I, yeah. And at that point, like, did you know, in, in like, from high school going to ESU, did you know you wanted to pursue theater? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I wanted to, like, be Mrs. Hoffman, I think. Okay. Yeah. I had even applied to DeSales, where she had gone, which is, like, it's in Allentown, and it's, right. like, a really, like, hoity-toity, like, acting school. Yeah. And... They had told they wanted to defer me for a year. They were like, "You should take some community like courses and then go. We'll take you." And I was like, "No, I have to go now, or I'm never gonna go." Right. So, um, I had like gotten out of theater, but by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, in some like hoity-toity art schools, they have communication degrees where you can get a degree in theater and English. And then you can just get a teaching certificate on top of it. And right. you could teach either, which is what I believe Hoffman had done at DeSales. And I was like, I'm going to do the same thing. I like writing. I like English. And I love theater. I'll teach it. And so I didn't know that it was different in depending on where you went to school. So I was mm-hmm. a communications major going into ESU for okay. half my freshman year. So I got out of theater. Oh, yeah. And then I quickly recoursed (laughs) back into theater because I was like, if my parents are making me go to school, I'm at least going to pay for what I want to do. Right. Yeah. See, I started ESU as a history major. Which is my... Why history? I mean, you you like history, but it's like... I do. Similar, though, to what you're saying, like, I had to go. Yeah. So I chose what was the least painful. Mm Mm-hmm. Now... I went to like a specialty art school from 6th to 8th grade for visual art. Gotcha. And then dropped it completely in high school. I started a history major. And I like history, but I was ensconced in it. I was mm-hmm. drowning in history. So I was like, this isn't fun. No. And I wanted to quit. So I remember I cut out of ESU one day. Uh-huh. Drove to my mother's house in Narrisburg. Oh, wow. And she was the one who said to me, can you change your major? And I was like, I could. She's like, well, how about you just change it? Yeah. 
go back to doing art. You like doing art. And I was getting like artsy again mm-hmm. in dribs and drabs. Of course. And she said, then if you still hate it, then come back and we'll talk. Um, and I also can contribute it to my own, like, being in, like, 18 and weird and just trying to figure things out. Yeah. You know? So I switched, and then that put me in the Fine Arts Building. Oh. Which put me right in front of a poster asking for submissions to the One X. To the One X. Mm. There we go. And there, yeah, and there you have it. Yeah, since I was a communications major, I was already in the Fine Arts Building. And I was seeing the theater, and I was, like, strangely intimidated by it all. Even though, like, I had worked, like, in high school and, like, did all the classes and, you know, was in shows. And then, like, you get to college and you're like, oh, what if they don't like me? You know? Stupid. And then, like, you know, since... You felt like such a newcomer coming in from a different major into theater. Mm-hmm. And they're already so, like, strained, like, incestuously tight-knit that yeah. you're, like... That whole first, I think, like, semester I laid really low. Gotcha. Like, as soon as I met Steph through mm-hmm. my advisor, because I told my advisor, like, I really want to do theater. I don't know what to do. He was like, here, Stephanie French will take you. Right. <laughs> And she was just like, she kind of threw me and she was like, here's Rob and you should do something with the one X. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I can do run crew. And right. so I did run crew the year that you directed 10,000 okay. cigarettes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I remember moving a bathtub. Yeah. Luckily, I remember three of the four. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> but I did 10,000 cigarettes. Then the next year was the Tennessee Williams year. Yeah. And they... They I stepped out that year. <laughs> they oh, took you back. Well, I directed again. Oh, yeah, you did. You did. We did the pink bedroom with Merv and Stephanie mm-hmm. Cariffi. I was um, in those one acts versus run crew. Okay. That was the year that I was like, I guess I'll audition. So which one were you in again? This property is condemned. Oh, how can I forget that? How could you forget that? How could I? Yeah, there was some director issues. Yeah, that yeah. Was- well, the drama moves to your play. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you did The Pink Bedroom, right? Yeah. Which also, I heard, had some drums. If anybody didn't listen to that one, they should, but... <laughs> I drew out three costume ideas, and mm-hmm. gave them all three, and said, this one's really risque, but it's really cool. Yeah. And these are ones that aren't as risque. Pick pick one, and just whatever you want to wear. We'll and make she, it happen. And she picked the, the risque one, and then cornered her, and like, is Albert making you... Making you wear this outfit? I imagine the professors like pulling right. her aside yeah. and her like smoke. No, right. <laughs> nobody would cast her really? in one act that year, or as far as I know, in regular plays that year. Because she, and I might be wrong. I want her to be on. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. Trying to coax her on. I was show. wondering because, damn it, I would love to fucking hear right? that interview. <laughs> Um, it, it'll happen. I just... It's, you it know, time, time, yeah. yeah. Gotta space out. <laughs> space people out. Yeah. She had, I believe, just started a job at... That was very demanding. Oh, yes. At, like, uh, one of... Like, Great Wolf or something. Yeah. You know, one of those lot... And that yeah. was to be her career. Of course. So she was given that first priority. Yeah. But she was still in school, and she still wanted to act. Of course. So, 
we worked on 10,000 cigarettes mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And we worked well, got along a yeah. little bit. And um, nobody else would put her in a play because the moment they'd seen her schedule, oh, yeah. they were like, no. Nope. But I knew, you know, um, that she would be fine. She looked great in that costume, damn it. Right. <laughs> She nailed it. I'm so glad I filmed it. Cause I have, you know, I filmed all that stuff. I'm so glad that I did. That's that... one thing I wish is, um, with all like the director shit that had gone on with property, mm-hmm. Melissa came in kind of last minute, right, and was like, "We're gonna make it happen for you guys," and we were like, I mean, yeah, we were like devastated but hopeful. We were like, okay, and like. Nothing is recorded. Okay. And I'm like, I wish it was somewhere. Right. <laughs> Just to have. I mean, like, I don't like to watch things that I'm in particularly or listen to them. But to have it, to have the memory would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so much fucking dialogue. Yeah. For property that I was like, I wish I could just have it to show people that I could memorize so much. Right. At one time. Yeah. But yeah, it was that. So that was a fun, fun year. That was a fun year. Yeah. And Luke was in one. Yeah. Oh my God, I remember the fucking set. It was a whole. It was a whole house. It was a house. Yeah. That they had to just like bring out. It was like pink bedroom was first. Yeah. And then property was right yeah. after. Steph used to shake me before she would come off in her like lingerie getup, and I would be like hiding in like a wing with that doll I had to carry, mm-hmm. and I'd be like shitting a brick because nerves right. and she'd be like you're gonna fucking kill us and then she would just like walk off in her stripper heels right. <laughs> i was just like thank god for Steph." <laughs> as i'm like half in tears like just mortified about like balancing on train tracks for right. half a show right yeah she was great. and you rem- rem- refresh my memory you did end up with actual train something we did. It wasn't going to be mine, which was the original yeah, idea. The, yeah, the original idea was... It was no set. No, yeah, no was, props, no set, just miming. Yeah. And then uh, at the end, we had train tracks. I think Tyler like held a kite. I think he was flying a kite. I don't know. Hmm. And I had a doll and like pearl. Yeah. By the end, we had like a full picture right. yeah. of it all. I think Pink Better Men, the last one, and yeah. the middle one. Because you guys had a bed. We had a bed. We had a like, wall with a door. Yeah. Nightstands, right? Had, yeah. And we had two doors because I was oh, hiding yeah. in one closet. And he was in and, and out Merv of And Merv had to like come and leave the room. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big year for sets. Well, How I did would, you end up being the guy in the closet in Pink Bedroom? Because... Was were, someone cast in that or No. No. Oh, okay. Well, initially, it was Will. Oh. Initially, it was him. Mm-hmm. Then he couldn't do it. Also from Will and Paul Beck. Really? Oh, yeah. He was best friends with Tyler. They both went into ESU together. Jeez. I, I was amongst you guys. I didn't even know it. <laughs> the world gets smaller. Uh, crazy. Why did we all end up there? Because <sighs> it's close. Yeah, it's exactly why. Too close, but... Yet far enough away. Yeah. Mm. But he was the original dude in the closet. Then he backed out. Weird. Then I wanted to get Gabe to do it. Yeah. 
because he and I were like starting to like become like friendly, mm-hmm. and he couldn't do it. And we were getting close, and I was the only person who knew the lines, right? Knew what to do by that point. Okay. And it was like I forget who was overseeing it. I think Rob. Yeah, and I had gone to him, and I was like. I had two dudes drop out, and we're so close yeah. to this being a show. Like, what? Like, what the fuck? Can I just do it? Yeah. And just, you know, it'll just happen. So that's what we, he was like, all right, fine. So I just did it. So, oh, I would, if you were to watch, like, the final cut, like, edit together the video, uh-huh. I would sit behind the closet door where there was a crack in the walls. Okay. And film. <gasps> from behind set in the robe in costume I'd sit there and film and then when it came time for me to go out stop filming and stash the camera mm-hmm. go out do my thing and then the way we would leave stage was the same spot I would stash the camera so I'd just grab it wow and then the rest of it I would like film the dress rehearsals oh so that's how I was able to piece it all together. Piece it all, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering that because I was like, if you're not up in the booth with Rob filming it or anything, like, how are you? Mm. That's how I was all see. see. I put all these cuts in. Yeah. From like different angles just to kind of make it something. Of course. But Who yeah. was your stage manager? Julian. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, who did you trust to go up in the booth and like, I don't know. That was, that was a whole other debacle. Oh, no. Because I'm, you know, I'm sure that, well, Rob ultimately let you do it. But then I was like, how are they cool with you not being up? Right. You know, watching it to, right. for light cues or sound or whatever. Right. Yeah. So that play started and we may have to like, we're, we're dropping names like crazy. We are. Sorry. We're name up. dropping. Yeah. But <laughs> we should have changed them all. <laughs> originally, um, Stepper was my oh. stage manager. Okay, okay. And I put her as a stage manager. Yeah. And then she says she something happened oh. where she got a job or commitments changed. Right, right. And she couldn't be there. She could only be there two, two or three days a week out of the five. Huh. And... Um, so, I spoke to Rob, mm-hmm. and I said, do we get rid of her, or can I have a second stage manager? Can I have two stage managers? Yeah. And he goes, you can have two, it's fine. So, Stephanie gets the part, Jillian doesn't. I reach out to her, I'm like, look, I need a second stage manager, you want to come do that? Yeah. She was all about it, cool. We have our first meeting, and... Mm-hmm. sees that there's a second stage manager and gets super offended and quits. Oh, fuck. Right then and there. Literally just like teared up and left. Oh, no. So. See, and like now that we're like older and we've been out of school, it's like, ugh, that shouldn't have been a big deal. But like at the time, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. It's a huge fucking deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, she just totally quit and, um, Jillian just got the promotion to being full-time. Gotcha. And that's how her and I be- just became more of, like, close friends. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's like ugh, so much petty drama shit, but at the same time, like you do become so much closer to these people oh, in your yeah. department. I don't know if they still do them. I hope they do. Hope they're carrying the fucking torch. Right. But <laughs> and it's just cool. Like you know, your peers are directing you. They're stage managing you. You're acting. You're building this. Like it's really. I don't know. To me, it feels more intimate than yeah. just the stage shows. Just because it's like you're all re- relying on each other. Yeah. You know. And so, to transition here, I was actually very disappointed with the Tennessee Williams theme when they announced it. You know, I was wondering if you were. Cause because I was like, how did you find a script that you even liked enough to do? Not I, to say that Tennessee Williams is not right. you know, a fucking genius Absolutely. in his own right. Yeah. But I had my own scripts in the barrel. Of course. Ready. Yeah. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> like, now I gotta do something. So I was very disappointed, but I wouldn't let it, like, discourage me from doing it again. Of course. The next year, which was the Valentine's Day theme. It was. And um, I was just so ready. <laughs> you were so ready to submit your own shit. So ready. <laughs> um... And I was like, was saying like a little prayer. I was like, please, like just let me, give me the framework to have my own script. Let's Are you me... a senior at this point? Am I a junior? Um, Hold maybe. on. That was the last play I did for them. So. Yeah, because... Yes, this is my junior year. Because okay. I was like, was I an officer at this point? And I was. Okay. I think I was secretary of stage two at this point. Okay. I know. Just... Whittled my fucking way up there to the top. (sighs) So I finally got the opportunity. Yeah. And from what I believe you may have told me this story or not, but um, you were the one, you were the one who got my play pushed through. Oh, perhaps. (laughs) I don't, that's why I was like, was I an officer? Because I don't remember. And... Uh, shit on me for not, but I don't remember the submission process. Like I, rem- I vaguely maybe remember we all had to sit in a room and read a bunch of scripts. Right. From what I remember, though, they weren't gonna finish mine. Yeah. And then you had told them no, finish it. Yes. And then that's what. Because the ending is fucking golden. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, they were like, it's too, they were like, it's fucking bizarre. They were like, it's Al. And, like, of course. They were like, but it's not going to fit. And I was like, it's going to fit. We're going to make it fit. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yes. I knew that afterwards. And um, once again, like, I kind of already had it in my head Uh that I wanted you to be in it. Oh, like, thank you. I was going to say, did that influence your decision? Well, it didn't, because I didn't know You didn't that know at the time, at the yeah. Time. Mm-hmm. I remember auditioning that night. Yeah, I remember that. With Gabe, because we saw each other in the hallway, and we're reading, and he's like, are you going to fucking read for this? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking read. And he was like, all right, let's go, let's do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Gabe and his charm, right. I was like, yeah, sure, like, let's just fucking go, fuck it. And then reading it with him, I was like, he's fucking bomb. Like, you know, I knew that he was already good from classes and from previous one acts, but I was like, oh, if I don't give a fuck if I'm not in this, but I hope he's right. in this. Yeah. 
And yeah, like he was he was great at it. Yeah. And um And then he had to fucking drop out. He did. I remember like he called me and I I don't know if people had tipped me off or what. Maybe he called me about something else. I don't know. I just remember being outside the black box, like hysterical crying mm. that he was backing out of this. And I was just like, We're fucked. We're fucked. I was just like It felt that way. Yeah. I was just like, How the fuck could you do this to me? And looking back on it now, I'm like, it was ten minutes. It was a, a moment in time. Right. But at the time, it's like it's fucking detrimental. And you've yeah. you've already rehearsed with this person and you feel like a level of security. And this and 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 this was a play. Yeah. That was very intimate. Very. So <laughs> in rehearsal he licked my face. Yeah. <laughs> what well, a we, what a fucking we choice. We were to keep that. <laughs> um, yeah, we were. I think we didn't we do it? Did Joey lick I don't my face? Remember. I don't remember either. What, what I what I still harbor like some guilt about and um is that so Gabe had to leave. Mhm. You and I go through like some insane ideas, yeah, about like how to save this thing, yeah. Um, end up with Joey, yes, and I remember those... which, thank God, right? Because he was already in the first one, which was quite long, the yeah. wedding story, yeah. That was... And was Andrew in it? Yes. Yeah, and he was. Becca he was in it. it. Yeah, he directed. Okay, yeah, and Becca was in it, and. You know, to go from, and that was the top, and what, we were the second, or we were the last third. show? Third. Third? Yeah. Ugh, to go from that, to just, like, change, change everything, truly. Because I remember that being not, you know, it was not as heavy. <laughs> like, script-wise, and work, you know, and... Just yeah, well, the wedding story was like just cute, yeah, one act play that was perfectly fine, but yes. very different, very different. Than what we were doing so for him to just go off and then like change shirts and be like, All right, we're different, yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, You know, fuck, good for you, <sighs> yeah. I felt like indebted to him in some like crazy right. ways, an actress, because I was just like, We were fucked, yeah, yeah, but those first. One or two rehearsals we did with him. Mm-hmm. You I do I remember. Yeah, were we were like real rem- pissy. About yeah, it. yeah, we were definitely reminiscent. And yeah, I was still like fucking heartbroken about it. Right. I do remember like going on and on about Gabe and well, we were doing this and we had ideas about yeah. this and this and like to be in Joe's shoes must have been really fucking shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I also harbor the same. <laughs> I harbor the same guilt. When he came out and said it and it wasn't right. until he came out and said it that I had to be like, "Okay, wait a minute. Let's take let me look at myself here." Yeah. And maybe we are being shitty to him. Right. So, let's, you know, we we were so caught up in like just how crummy it was that it, he had to leave the right. show. Yeah. That we just weren't seeing like that we were potentially being pieces of shit to someone right. who was fucking helping us out. Right. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, big time. So, yeah. No, after he said something and then I think he said something to you and then you had talked to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, 
you're right. I took a look, a hard look at myself, and I was like, fuck, yeah, like, we kind of have to just, like, scrap it and start out, like, he's new, he's gonna have new ideas. Right. You know? Yes, we have, like, a small foundation, but it's like, you kind of had to knock the layers back down and then rebuild with a whole new person. And it turned out great. Go, yeah, I fucking loved it. Totally turned out great. Yeah. My favorite element of it, two things, um, was for, like, you guys, obviously, you went completely there. Yeah. Like, there was no, there was... You know, it might have helped that Joe and I had some history. Probably. Probably. But. <laughs> Maybe. Whatever it takes. Oh, know? yeah. Like, whatever, whatever it takes to get you there. And here is the one-act play that I had written that Elise starred in, along with Joey Doherty, called Flex. We finally found each other, Andre. I've extrapolated on this for so very long, my daring darling. And I, darling. I'm exciting a bullion with energy. My candy crab. We've been granted a gorgeous night, haven't we? Yes. The sensational silver in the stars provides us with the light of love from above. And the moon, large and looming in the lunar landscape, lends us its light. Its bright radiance reminds me of the glorious glow in your eyes. That I have dreamt of the night for a long, lonely night. I have delightfully dreamt of you as well. Oh, Yana. I feel such passion toward you. Oh, Andre, I cannot say I do not feel the same way. I am prepared to do anything you request of me, my sultry swan. And I am ready to be your bond servant of absolute passion. The mere utterance from your oral cavity is a melody to my ears, causing my body and mind to go limp with ecstasy. The feel of your smooth, masculine physique Make my blood tingle all throughout my entire body, and all I wish is to offer myself over to you. When I touch your apricot skin, my hands tremble and my thoughts become nonsensical. I know, however, I must preserve my flower, for it is most beautiful only when it is blue. Oh, Andre, I cannot wait for our bodies to entwine, and to set ourselves free in an atmosphere of blue blaze. I want to experience your body breathing against mine. Just the thought of embracing your indefectible body makes my heartbeat feel like a tortured captive pleading for his freedom. The notion of locking arms around you transforms my heart into a ticking time bomb awaiting its explosive outbreak. I would go so far for you as to lick the cosmetics off your face and to taste your auburn strands of hair. I would run my hands down your gallant body until my cerebral cortex spins into a voracious vortex. The thought of the soft touch of your gentle hands propels raging lightning bolts through my every nerve. Oh, Andre, let us cast our apprehension to the abounding atmosphere and bring ourselves together in the arms of eternally devoted emotion. Yes, let us cast our trepidation to the long moving landscape and unite in the arch of eternally devoted emotion. Come the morning, all our desires will be in the past, but currently I am simply living in the present. We will look back upon our twilight time together with fond eyes, so let us rejoice no longer. Yes, let us pause on our pontification and prepare for passion. Your feminine forces 
Someone's telling you that um, you wrote like a porno play. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, so, but we're tasteful. So, all right, little tangent. Tangent. Um, <laughs> the rabbi came to see Flex. And he brought a mess of old Jews with him. Oh my God. I'm so glad I didn't see them in the audience. <laughs> so like those were so... That was the first time I spoke to them after seeing Flex. Oh, man. And Some guy commented that I was wearing underwear, and I was like, why wouldn't I be wearing underwear? And then I was like, could you even see it in the costume? And I was like, fuck it. If you did, you did. <laughs> it is what it is. But I remember dress rehearsals, Melissa being in the audience, uncontrollably giggling. Melissa Sherry? Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, kind of like... <laughs> Disc, almost like discomfort. discomfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, and that was our goal. Like, we like set our minds like, oh, I'm gonna make them uncomfortable. Yeah, like that. I felt like we were like, yeah, like of course we're telling this, you know, this backstory of like these two people. I don't want to call them kids, but we were kids at the time, and you know, they have like these whole separate lives of apart from what they're doing. Right. And it's you know very intricate wording. Longer vocabulary, yeah. little tongue twistery at times, and yeah, I, I feel like what we're doing is a little uncomfortable. And she's so that way, like <laughs> she's like the <laughs> like when she's like wants to run screaming out of a room, <laughs> which like that's that's what we were going for. So yeah. do you have her laughing on video? Maybe potentially. Mm. Maybe. I'm sure you didn't no. use any of that for your yeah, I'm final. Not sure. Yeah, it was fun, and I'm so proud. And this even goes back to Pink Bedroom, but Flex even more so that I was the reason, or better yet, we were the reason that they had to put a parental advisory on the one acts for yeah. two years in a row. I remember someone brought their whole family to the Valentine's Day one acts, and they had like younger siblings or something. Right. And I was just like, oh no. And like they were sitting like right there and like they were kind of lit. So like I noticed that they were there. Um, and yeah. I was just like, hmm. I was like, they're like fucking six years old. Shit. Well, well, they learned something, I guess, maybe that day. Yeah. If they even like. Yeah, whatever. Because play was pretty convoluted. Yeah. Technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all those words and things. Yeah, the words and, you know. Ugh, it was the best. It was the best every night when, like, the lights cut out and, you know, you struggle to, like, get this mask off your face and all this shit. Right. But then when, like, the lights come on in the end, the audience reaction was just the... It was yeah. great every night, yeah. <laughs> so For them I... to be, like, uncomfortably laughing, but then, like, some of them getting it and, like, right. really being like, hey, like, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> so here's a question. Okay, so the lights go out. So now when the lights went out in the play, mm -hmm. it was meant to be assumed that you guys were banging. Of course. But what's really happening is, I never thought of it that way, is that you guys are getting the masks off mm -hmm. as you're doing that. Yeah. So like, you know, did you and Joey or, or, or you, like, did you have any kind of like a system to just like get the mask off quick? Like, did I you, did. I, I would have my hair up in the mask, and I don't, I mean, it was, 
I always like had like a small panic moment every night when the lights went out because I was like, okay, I have to take the mask off in such a way and then pull my hair out at the, like yeah. not simultaneously, but it's like rip the mask off, get your hair out and shake it out. And I was always so afraid that like the ribbon would get caught in the clip or like mm. something would go wrong in that small amount of time that we yeah. had. So yes, I did have it down to a science so that I tried to not let that happen. Because Joe, I feel like he could just like, and yeah. he was great. He didn't have to worry about his hair. Yeah, he didn't have to worry about it. And I was like, it's going to be a little, it's a lot. Right. Yeah. It was a good show. I had all these scripts sitting around. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I can't make plays out of them anymore. Let's start making movies. Shit. And um, you were, you know, again, want to, you know, reaching back into mm-hmm. the people I worked with of in course. the theater. And um, the best part for me was finally, like, I don't know if you felt this way, <laughs> but I felt we had a little bit of redemption by getting you and Gabe in a movie together again. I did feel that way, yeah. Like, we were like, yes, like, we made it happen, different script, different, whole different thing. Whole different thing. But um, it, it happened. And I, I definitely felt that way because Gabe and I were supposed to do another short film together with Melissa and Mike and Brandon mm-hmm. and their like little film and right. he had to back out of that one. Oh. So I felt so scorned by oh. Gabe. Yeah. 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 Okay. I was yeah. like, you've done this to me twice. <laughs> and Brandon actually ended up just stepping in gotcha. and doing his part. Mm-hmm. So to do Snot Groove, I was like, thank God. Right. I was almost well, waiting for him to be like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I made that happen for you. <laughs> yeah, because I was holding a lot of resistance. Yeah, because I didn't know about the Hollow Tree Films thing mm-hmm. either. Yeah. Wow. There are certain people, like as I've made movies, mm-hmm. there are certain people that I'd still consider like it's a miracle that they did it. Oh, yeah. And it's no shade on Gabe, but he had a lot no. going on. Yeah. And um, the fact that he did it was awesome. Yeah. You know? And um, he did the hell out of it. He really did. I haven't watched, that is something I haven't watched in a long time. I tried to find it last night on YouTube. And it's not on YouTube anymore. It's not anymore. on YouTube. And. Was it ever? Because I did yeah. take some things down. Uh, I think it was. And okay. I was like, fuck, maybe he, this doesn't make the cut anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Because then I had the four drops of poison yeah. CD in my hand, and I was like, I don't remember being in anything that was called four drops of fucking poison. Yeah. And I'm like, show it into Mike, and he's like, well, why don't you just play it? And I was like, I don't know, I'm not gonna play it. And no, yeah. And then like, f- it solidified it for him, because I was like, no, why would I fucking have this if I wasn't a part of it in right. some capacity? Right. And then, like, I went in this whole thing where I thought it was, like, the in-season... I don't know. I was like, is it part of in-season? Because, like, Kitty reprised in in-season yeah. for an interview. And it only solidified it when I walked in your fucking apartment today and looked at the fucking poster over there. And I was like, <laughs> shit, I should have watched it! Yeah. So, because it was the four. It was the four. Yeah, it was yes. the four. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch it today. Okay. <laughs> I'll I- text you about it. 
because you're you're on there. Yeah, yeah I'm on there. there. I looked and I was like, son of a bitch, I should have fucking put it in the Blu-ray player. Yeah, no, that was that was fun. Those are four fun shorts, but yeah. yeah. So like in that movie, just to go through it, of course, the recording. Yeah. Um, you were the lead in that film with um, you were in a couple with Gabe. Mm-hmm. He was my boyfriend. He was your boyfriend. And it was a very, very light, jokey take. Truly. On cocaine. Yeah. And um, which helped because I was very thin at that time. <laughs> then it also, again, one of my like feel like it's a bit of a miracle was um, Bernie. <gasps> Oh, yeah. Being, doing it. Yeah. And, um... And just, for the longest time in my acting reel, when I was actively, uh-huh. you know, doing the thing or whatever, I had, like, a the snippet of him and I at the table. Right. And I'm talking about, you know, my petrified Easy Bake Oven or whatever right. the fuck. And <laughs> my Hello Kitty tea set. And I was just like, oh. I remember he had his script under the mat. Yeah. And he kept kept lifting it to look. And you had to like cheat it. Yeah. Oh, that was a lot of cheating. Yeah. So he came back. He was in In Season. Oh, was he? He played Uncle Bernie. Oh my God. He was the character, like my character and the other girl's character's uncle. Okay. And you were our cousin. Yeah, yeah. I was a cousin. Um, So for that one, I gave him no script. I invited a bunch of people over, like other characters in the play. Yeah. Or the uh, the movie. Invited a bunch of people over, filled the table with food, and said, okay, guys, we're just hanging out as our characters. Bernie, just be yourself. <laughs> and Great. I had, um, I had um, Mike Strunk and this other guy, John Young, okay. who was amazing... Him, he's filming, Mike's filming, they're doing this, like, beautiful, like, not catching each other camera work. It was like lightning in a bottle. Oh, my God. And there's Bernie sitting right where you are, just being Bernie. And he's telling jokes, and he's doing this whole thing, but the best moment, and we'll get back to the snack room, but you'll appreciate this. One, there's a girl at the table, and we're not filming. Okay. But I have a camera stationary just rolling. Oh, good. Okay. And they're talking about bread. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. <laughs> and this girl says to Bernie that she buys her bagels at Walla. And the look. Oh, that of disgust, Bernie I'm sure. Shot her. And like he dropped his filter. He's like, Are you kidding me? Look. <laughs> and then, not knowing we're rolling, he just turns around and like shoots the camera a look. And he's like, ugh. <laughs> and, the um, fucking best. And I'm, I'm watching the footage, and like, that has to be in the movie. Yeah. So I took that clip of like them talking about bread. bread. <laughs> and then it worked perfectly, because I had a clip of Stephanie Cariffi mm-hmm. talking about how you can't get good bread in Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. So I just put the two clips like right next to one another. Oh, perfect. As if it was like... This is yeah. what we talk about? Yeah. Is there no good bread? <laughs> but, um, yeah. I remember the stuff that you put on our face and we sprayed it with water. Oh, and it, it turned to blood. blood. <sighs> yeah, I still have that stuff. Really? Not from them. Like, I uh, bought new batches new. Mm-hmm. for other movies. <laughs> it's six years old. It's right. not a group. <laughs> but I used it in, um, 
Like I used it in the Blister Sisters, which was part of Four Drops of Poison. Yes. Yeah, I saw that the Blister Sisters was up. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just like was skimming through it. And then when I watched the in-season trailer, I, I was skimming through it to find Kitty. Right. And then I stopped at Steph's part because I had to fucking watch it. And mm-hmm. she talks about like her pit bull. Yeah. Makes us, and she's like, should a pit bull not blah blah? And I was just like, damn. She's just, she's a fucking gem. <laughs> like I could just watch her shit all day. And like the Blister Sisters was like, was a lot of it improv? Whole thing was. Yeah. There was a script. So if you were to watch that, watch it through, mm-hmm. any of the scenes with the two girls sitting there, yeah, just talking, chatting, that's mainly scripted. Okay. But it's like loose. Like I said, here's a script, but do what you want. Right. Like, but let's keep it. Like there were certain story points I had to hit. Right. To keep it going. Um, yeah. But um, all the stuff in the bar was them. So like, and I think about it, I took these, Steph Griffey, who I knew was totally cool, can handle it. Yeah. And these two actresses, and I got Mike Strong to bring us to the sleaziest biker bar in this area. Oh my God. That was reminiscent of like 70s and 80s. Right. So, so Mike and I went there first. Oh, that's good. Scoped got it ourselves, out. well, scoped it out, um... You also want to see if it's conducive for filming and lighting and all of that, yeah. Right. And also just, like, to see how bikery it is. Truly. So, and the fact that Mike grew up there Mm. was our in. Right. Because no one likes the guy with the camera. No. So that was me. So I knew right away, and having grown up with just a ton of bikers, I knew I was not going to be liked. Right. So I accepted that. But Mike was a hometown boy, and he was going to be our in. So we talked to them about it, mm-hmm. and they were cool with it. So then, here we go, bring them in, and they just everything was shot at that bar, even that those outside scenes. Oh shit! And um, we were just sitting out because you have the the bar, mm-hmm. and it's attached to like cheapo rooms to rent. Ah, gotcha. And we were sitting outside of one of those cheapo rooms, and there was a dude in there who never bothered us. Oh, and. He, but he got a McDonald's delivery oh my while God. we were filming. And I have it as like an outtake um, of, yeah, he was this big dude. This woman comes to his door and knocks. Doesn't even pay. And we're right, we're right there. She knocks. And he like comes out and like we see his face like. And we just this big arm just like grabs the bag of McDonald's <gasps> and pulls it into the apartment. <laughs> and he, so like he never like bugged us. Oh. Wow. But we had like people jumping in, um, like local people mm-hmm. were just jumping in. This woman just walked on and just started like telling her story about how like she was a burlesque dancer and like in Hawaii and like made all this money. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. But you look at her and you think like she's just like a Pocono broad. Yeah, yeah. Like, just to be honest. Yeah. But like here she is, like had this whole other life. And How do you a, live such a life like that, but then you end up in the Poconos? How the fuck do people end up in the Poconos? It's it's a it's um it's like the Blob. Have you seen the Blob? Yes, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's really it's for people blob. that have never been there. It's like so alluring or something. Like there's something about it. Yeah, everybody everybody not from here loves loves it. it. But if you fucking grew up there, fuck that place. Yeah. <laughs>
But that was that movie. And um, then I pulled you into In Season, reprising the same role. Yeah. It was brief, but it was a fun bit of... It was just fun. fun for me. Yeah. Like, Continuity-wise. I think I even had you in the same outfit. Same shirt. Yeah, same from... shirt, same overshirt thing. It was like a zip vest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, I, I, I love that zip vest because it was so, like, 2000s. It really was. It, like, if, if an outfit could ever be, like, the year 2000. It would be that. It would be. When I was, like, heavy, like, high school emo phase, I had so many of those with, like, robots on mm-hmm. them, and they were, like, purple and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you handed me that, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Here I am, 17 again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was fun. And was... in um, in season, I feel like the outfit didn't pop in Snot Groove because of the cameras I was using. I was but using a, like a, a more downgraded camera. I was using the DV tapes gotcha. for Snot Groove. By in season, I had an HD of course. memory card and all that crap. <laughs> and um, the shirt, like that hoodie popped even more I loved it and it's just so fitting for her character yeah so then after that movie we do another movie together mm-hmm. Last Words yes which was really great too yeah you know and, and I watched you make yourself cry which was pretty crazy I can still do that Mike hates it <laughs> I'm probably sure it's a good tool, a oh, good card to play. It is a good card. I've been playing it too much. <laughs> he knows, like, the face that I, like, put on before. And uh, he's like, stop, just stop, please, God. And I'm like, no, let me do it. I'm like, let me buy new couch cushions. <laughs> I cry. That's funny. Yeah, it's it's a good tool. So that movie is still on YouTube. It is. Oh, yeah, I watched that one last uh, night. Oh, cool. Three and a half ish minutes of it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the freedom that you gave me with that one too. Like, I remember going to like Salvation Armies and thrift shops and being, mm-hmm. and like you giving me like a loose idea of what you wanted and then me just like trying things on and right. sending you pictures. And it was just like, sure, great. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, that was fun. It was. Yeah, all these, for anybody listening, all these movies, except for Snot Group, I guess, is on YouTube. Yeah. But Snot Group will be on probably. I'll probably put it on the new, the new channel mm-hmm. where this is going. Right. Because I started a new YouTube channel for the podcast oh, and for okay. any like new projects. Mm-hmm. Because the Shivering Fish Productions page is so swamped in like music and would be impossible to monetize. Uh, right. And I want to be able to monetize a channel. Gotcha. For yeah. this. Yeah. So. I'm starting to, like, divert people. Away. Not away from... Because the movies are all there. I'm uh, not taking them down. Right. But... Just putting them in a, um, in a newer, less convoluted platform. Right. Yeah. And there's, like... I have a... If you go on the, the new channel, there's a link to the, to the movies. Mm, so okay. if you were... Yes. If and someone... That's, that's where I went. And I okay. was just like, fuck, Saku's not here. But truly, I had it in my hands the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to, like, completely... Make, make it forgotten. Of course. Because most of the movies are all on there. Mm-hmm. Except for in season. Because that one was still kind of 
people still are kind of like interested in it every once in a while. I'm interested. Like, when I watched the trailer, I was like, did this ever come out? What happened to this? Oh, yeah. No, it came out. It was in festivals. It won a bunch of shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, when I watched the trailer last night, I was like... No, I'll fuck? give you that, too. Cool. Yeah, give me all this shit. Damn yeah. <laughs> in Season was doing good. The Healer was doing good. And then I went, and then I was done. Yeah. <laughs> then you went, like, radio silent. Yeah. But at the same time, I was also, like, across the country. So... Um, <laughs> well, I got more, like, into art, like, visual yeah. art. And, yeah. Um, I started a movie called Down On Me. I got mixed up with, like, people being real flaky. Mm. And there are people being flaky. There are people phoning it in. And I could just... But on the other hand, like, there are people doing amazing jobs. Right. I'm not going to put it out. If I'm going to do a new movie, I want it to be better than the one that came before. Like, I'm growing, you know? Yeah. You want progression. You don't want a fucking plateau or, like, worse. Yeah, yeah. So I just shelved it. I was a little pissed off and I shelved it. But it was the good people. Like, Brad Reiner was in it. Oh, wow. So the movie was supposed to take place in my mind. And there were all, all the different sections in my mind were different people. Okay. In control of certain parts of me. You know, Brad was was the hunger center. Ah. So he was a chef. Yeah, which he is. Right. Yeah. He was just about to become a chef. Like, yeah. He was just getting into it when we filmed. Oh my God. So like, he was a chef and he was awesome. So like that was a great scene. There were some other great scenes. Um, there was a girl who played a different incarnation of Alice. Mm. Who was great. Um, and um, I was bringing all these people back from old movies and having new people, and it just collapsed in on itself. Uh. But then I had new ideas. I revisited. Oh, I changed the title to Mondo Alberto, mm. which is Albert's world. Oh. Um, and put it together exactly the way I wanted it, but it can't really, nothing can right. ever happen with it. Because hmm. I used like clips from other, like, um, there are moments in between scenes. Where I took VCR static, yeah, and cut in clips from like other things, like oh. clips from movies, yeah, clips from music videos, my own home movie clips, oh shit, like okay. from when I was a kid. kid. Um, I have like clips of like anything that like meant something to me in my life. Okay, like, I have like Miss Cleo clips oh, from Ms. like cable, Cleo, yeah. like all sorts of, like off the wall weirdness that. I arranged in a way that does keep the narrative going. going. But it's just all these weird, crazy clips, like, one after the other, in between the main scenes. Oh, fuck. The movie. That sounds fucking cool. It, 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 it just, just, yeah, it just sucks that it's, like, there's a lot of copyright in it. Yeah. It's shelved, but. Yeah, so it's just, like, for, like, a home screener. Yeah. For, like, people who want to watch it, they can watch it. Yeah. It really. It's cool that you were just, like, fuck, I'm not going to put this out there. I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want and make yeah. it what perfect right. for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I also, like, it's tough to do two things at once. Mm-hmm. You know, like you do, I kind of came to, I'm sorry if I'm doing all the talking. You're the guest. I, li- I like that you're doing okay. all the talking. No, it's okay. Good. <laughs> like, I just sort of came to a point where, like, I love doing the artwork mm-hmm. and I love making the movies, but, like, if you're going to, make a go like a serious go of it in any kind of arts like you gotta pick one 
yeah, that's kind of like the where I'm at now in life. Like when I had moved out to Denver, I did have like all intention of continuing acting. Mm-hmm. Like I had done short things with you and short things with Hollow Tree Films. And um, right before moving, I did a web series with... Hollow Tree Films people were involved, but it was not Hollow Tree Films production. It was like these four people, two were from Australia, and then like one from Japan, and one from New York, and they were all in New York at the same time working on this thing. Yeah, and... You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to move out to Denver and I'm going to continue it out there and I'm going to be adventurous and young. And then, like, I got out there and it was, like, mm, nah, a little bit of a culture shock. Mm-hmm. And kind of by the time that I was, like, getting back into the theater in Denver, I was leaving. Right. Um, For, you know, whatever. I decided to come back home I miss my family and all that jazz yeah again it just takes such a long time to like get readjusted and like kind of back on your feet type of you Mm. know whatever so I took an acting class for the first time in like years this past July and then I felt like it shook me a little and I was like oh Am I even still a good actress? I don't Mm. even know. Right. And, like, people are like, it's like riding a bike. And I'm like, that is a horrible fucking analogy. (laughs) I don't ride bikes. I don't understand that. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know if, you know, it's just, like, I'm super rusty. And it's it's there. It just needs to be, you know, remolded. Or if I've, you know, lost all my talent and now I should leave it all behind. I have Mm. no idea. (laughs) But for the last, like... I don't know. I guess since I moved to Denver and I've been back and it's probably been like four or five years, I've like have struggled with getting back into theater and getting back into art. Because it's like if money was no object and health insurance was no object and all these adult bullshit factors were no object, I would just be a starving artist. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I would just be an actress. I would do that 24 fucking 7. But it's at the same time, it's like, you have bills to pay and car insurance and, you know, all of these things. Right. And it's like, well, do you love your art or do you love stability? And I guess, like, I love stability. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I love to make money. I love my job. And I do love my job. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it does bring me great satisfaction, but there are moments when I feel like small holes in my heart where I'm like, fuck, if only to be 23 and be at ESU (laughs) acting, you know what I mean? But yeah, I struggle with that all the time. No, I get it. Yeah. For me, the choice of choosing visual art over the movies was basically... The only person I need to do visual art is me. Of course. I don't have to worry about wrangling actors. I don't have to worry about wrangling people from film. Yeah. And I understand the world a little bit better. I only need me. No, I don't like have to worry about 15 other people. 
course. Who's going to be on time? Who's going to drop out? Yeah. Who's going to know a line? Who's going to do a good job? Who's going to do a shitty job? You know, and that's like, I got a taste of that in in season. Mm -hmm. Because I had a few males in mind to play my part. Okay. And they were all like being wishy-washy. And I was like, screw it. I'll do it myself because I know I'll be there. Right. You know? So I didn't want to play the part. Oh, because, okay, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, do you low-key like acting, or is it just that you just end up in these situations where then you're like, fuck it, I'll do it? Just because I... Well, it is both. Oh, it is both? Yeah, it is okay. both. I do en- I enjoy it. Yeah. It's fun, but um, most of the times I've done it, it's it's been because I've, like, I've had to... Gotcha. Yeah, I've always wondered that because I'm like, hmm. Like, he was in the pink bedroom and then, like, he did, like, you know, you always, like, pop. You pop up in, like, small parts. Yeah. And then, like, within season, like, you were a main character. Like, you were in it. And I was just like, does he just low-key, like, acting or is it happenstance? (laughs) Yeah, no, it was a little bit of both. I, I did enjoy it, but I... Wouldn't have done it mm-hmm. if I had somebody like was like I knew it was like okay they're gonna be reliable yeah solid because those like the brother and the sister I needed constantly mm-hmm. right you know yeah now me being in it did change the story interesting okay. like and it was partially me being in it and seeing the story from the inside oh. gave me this perspective like no I want them to break up so oh. not to ruin it but the brother and sister break up in the end I wa- yeah I wondered. And um, he goes on and just normalizes himself, but it's so it's funny to like watch people watch it because mm-hmm. it's such a weird ass topic. Yeah. That I treat very normally. Yeah. It's um, so, like my character goes off, meets another girl, and has a life. Um, and how like people found it disbelief that um, the new girlfriend was so accepting because I was honest with her. Like, <gasps> I was honest with her. And maybe, I don't know, like, who knows? Like, I don't know. Yeah, who Somebody knows? Somebody could be expect, uh, accepting. Right? Yeah. You know? So, yeah. But I, got, I mean... I got away with a lot in that movie. Hmm. I think about it, and I'm like, would someone be fucking accepting? But it's like, you never know. You never know? Because the sister want to have a baby. Yes. Okay. I knew that there was something like about a child. Par- like the their parents died in an accident. There are three siblings. Yeah. And two of them get intimate, and then there's the one other sister who's like the foil for them. Oh. Okay. And she is painted as like this overdramatic. She's hilarious. This overdramatic, like just crazed other sister who hates her two siblings because they're in a relationship. Where so. It's this tight wire of a movie where you are you feeling for these two characters who are doing something gross, gross and wrong. Right, yeah. And the one who's actually sticking up for what's kind of the right thing is the villain. Interesting. And then, like, my character isn't as... He's kind of a jerk, and he's not as invested in it. Like, the sister, she's there. Like, she's, this is us, we relationship or a couple yeah like, this couldn't be any better and then she starts talking like baby talk mm. and that's when my character's like oh ew, who was kind of maybe trying to find a way out 
Okay. Like maybe he stepped in this and like now he's here. And he made this decision which was wrong, but now he's in it. And he's looking for a way out. Interesting. And now she wants a baby. Right. And like, how is that going to work? Right. Um, <laughs> how is that going to Right. Yeah. So it, it escalates to the point where she convinces him to go through with it. She has a miscarriage. Ah. Brother, sister. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's when, at the worst possible time, my character is, is selfish. Uh-huh. And after this all happens, I don't stick around much longer. Oh, wow. And through the coaxing of this other sister, I split for New York. Oh, shit. And the other sister moves in and tries to, like, rebuild her sister to no avail. And this other sister, the Janine, who's the incestuous sister, just ends up sort of going mad. Interesting. And like the other like gimmick of the movie is everything is filmed in color except when the brother and sister, the incestuous ones, are in the shot. Then it's black and white. Okay. And when I break out of the relationship, then I'm in color. Whoa. So you never see Janine in color until the credits, credits. where she's introduced. Because, like, in the credits of that movie, everybody has, like, their own little, like, three oh, seconds. Sure. So it's, like, Elise Burnett. As, and it's, like, a picture, like, a shot of you. Yeah. And it's, like, some such. Like, I, so I went with everybody in the movie. Wow. So I introduce Irma, who plays Janine. She's last in the credits. And... That's the color starts black and white. Uh, the shot starts black and white and, and changes the color because now she's not that character anymore. Interesting. That came to me like midway through the movie, and it didn't have a title until I was done because it took so long to film mm-hmm. that we inadvertently made it through all four seasons. Oh shit! So I keep establishing the fact that this is over a year. Yeah. Because I keep getting shots, shots of like fall, summer, spring, winter. Yeah. You know, so it just totally worked out. And then when I run away, the actress who played the girlfriend, there's a Christmas tree in the background because it was Christmas. Oh. So it all like it all fell together. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah, I remember when you approached me and you were like, "Oh, you should reprise this role. I'm doing this movie, but it's about a brother." And I was like, "That's different." And it's like, I don't know, maybe it's just like I, I don't know, when it comes to you, I don't have like a shock value. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, you know, <laughs> we've done, you know, right. we've been through it. So I'm right. just like, ah, okay, this isn't new. Mm-hmm. But that sounds so interesting. It's almost like, because when I watched the trailer and this, I didn't pick up on it before you said it. And now that you said it, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like my, the interviews are in color. Yeah. And every shot of the two of you in the trailer is in black and white. And it just seems like this, like, incestuous relationship is represented as, like, a whole that the two of you are in, potentially. Exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah. and then, the most insane thing, and I'll get off of it, is um, I, I, one of the festivals I played that movie at, mm-hmm. I had two people come up to me and ask, like, how it turned out. Like, they thought, they thought the whole documentary was real, which I guess is a good thing. Like, so, like, what are they doing now? Like, what's going on? Like, all, like, in hushed tones. How 
How fucking exciting and also mortifying. <laughs> it's like mortifying that one, you think that this really happened. And, you know, I had this relationship, but two, it's like, it's cool that people are sometimes so naive, I guess. Yeah. Like, what a, like, what an added layer of, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. It's crazy, though. Damn. That's fucking rad. How long did it play when it was at the cinema? Was it just one, let's say, like two a one night? night? Played two nights. Oh, shit. Like a Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. That's awesome. One day, like, Sunday was during the day, so mm-hmm. it was a Saturday night. Yeah. And, um, it was in, like, the smaller, the propaganda one. The propaganda oh, theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. The smaller one. But. Fuck it. Like. If people you know, still come see right. it, that's fucking cool. Right. So, so, yeah, that was really cool. Interesting. Yeah, I was wondering, because then, yeah, you just delve headfirst into art, and, mm-hmm. yeah. Now you do art. Yeah. Beautiful art. Thank you. Yeah. And you have, like, shows and things, like art show, like gallery shows yeah. and things coming up, right? Coming up. I have two coming up. One, um, I have an erotic art show coming up in New York. Ooh. Yeah, you did a portrait for me. Yeah, I'd like to do another one. Yeah. Because I'm not happy with that portrait. I hope you still like it. <laughs> I still I have know it, I yeah. Could, yeah, I know. Like, you have another one coming. Oh. Because, like, when I look at, like, portraits I've done now, uh-huh. and it's like, oh, some people, they deserve another one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I loved mine. You based it off, like, one of my old headshots, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and it has, like, multi, like, some of its collage, like, my hair is, like, mm. I don't know. It looks like it's from, like... You, it looks it's like, like all it can be, snacks. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like gum and snacks. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> and then like the rest is like marker and pen and yeah, yeah. When we Mike and I moved a month ago, mm-hmm. and when we moved into our new apartment, I got to like unpack a bunch of things that had been packed from when I moved from Denver. Right. Oh wow. Okay. Oh yeah, because when I lived with my sister. I was like, I don't have the room. I'm not going to unpack all this shit. Mm. And so, like, so many things I got to, like, unpack for the first time in years a month ago. And I found it. And I was like, oh, my God. And he was like, we'll get a frame. (laughs) (laughs) This whole thing. I was like, we have to frame everything. (laughs) So, yeah. So, did I give you the original? No. Or do you have a print? I have a print. Okay. Because then you, like, wrote a little note on the back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you have the original. I do. You may be leaving here with a lot of stuff. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> I'm going to come home with all this shit, and I Mike's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of fucking nostalgia at once. Yeah, no, it, it's, it hits hard, and then, like, yeah. it's 2020, and, like, and you start doing the math. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't do any math. I mean, like, I always joke that I took, like, a two-year vacation from my life when I moved to Denver and then, like, mm-hmm. came back and had to, like, be re- Like, well, I was dead for two years and came back and got <laughs> reacquainted with everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, even even still. Are you, are you are you're happy to be back on the East Coast-ish? Uh, yeah, it's okay. okay. I mean, like, I don't, I don't like New York. I don't think I would ever, like, move there. No. Yeah, I think about moving back to Denver sometimes. And, like, Mike doesn't like Denver. He likes it to visit, but he's like, I couldn't live here. 
it was a weird adjustment to like move out there and everyone's so nice. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with all these people? And my coworkers were like, no, it's you. You're me. Right? <laughs> I was like, me? And I moved back here with that attitude. Right. And then. And even now, like two weeks ago, I was in a bagel joint in Jersey, like five minutes from our house. And I'm just saying like, oh, how's your day going? Oh, thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah. And the lady was like, you are so nice. Like, you're in a great mood. And I was like, and I left thinking like, fuck, <laughs> people just aren't nice. <laughs> no. I, no. <laughs> I, I think like with Denver, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that. Everyone's stoned. <laughs> well, there, there is that. But I know I was there before yeah. that all came to be. Mm-hmm. Everybody was nice. I really feel like there's something to do psychologically with number one, mm-hmm. there's less light pollution. True. And you constantly have the mountains peering down at you. There's this subconscious, like, you feel small. Yes. You know that there's something bigger than you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ow, my heart. Yeah, no. There's, like, um, uh, when you're driving on the highway in Denver and you see the city on your right and then you see, like, the mountains in mm. front of you, it's so crazy like the city looks just like so small compared to these vast mountains and that was my favorite part like when i lived there i had a window that faced west it faced the mountains and it was just like like you said you just feel so small it like constantly like puts you in check yeah of like where your place is in debt like in the world in the i don't know in the universe i guess maybe it was so grounding all the time and I just, like, chase that feeling in my mind all the time. <laughs> so when I go back, I take a million pictures. <laughs> they never do it justice, though. No, no, no it, it, it doesn't. I didn't take any pictures. Oh, I, I don't know what's better, to take right. none and just, like, hold the memories or try to take a lot and savor it. Yeah. So before we wrap up, I want to jump back. Jump <clears throat> back. Um, to what something we were talking about before we started to record. Oh. <clears throat> Just because I think it's funny to out me in such a way. So before we started to talk, you were getting into my my love for NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And if you could just <laughs> see, like, watching this happen on social media and just being I just very was, confused. It, well, I was confused. Yeah. And I mean, it's even mind-boggling now to, like, sit here in your kitchen and see, like, little, like, uh, little NASCAR drink. Yeah, little cars and, like, your hat. I'm yeah. like, who the fuck is this, this person? Hat, like, but no, it's funny because I was a cat totally hidden. Yeah. And would just be, like, on the slide, just looking at cars going circles. Yeah, it's like you used to do port... Like, you used... To, I used to see you on Instagram and social media doing art and drawing. Yeah. Um... And then you'd have like a record in the background, or like you'd right. be so you'd be listening to music. Right. And then like one day, all of the fucking sudden, I was like, "Why is NASCAR on?" And then I was like, "Well, maybe it's just like on the TV. Maybe not. He just draws watching TV. Cool." But then it was like a reoccurring theme. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and then it was like you were posting like more and more about it, and like that you had it like recorded. Oh and yeah, like I was did, numbering them. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like. This is some deep shit. Like you have laptop, you have stickers on your laptop of Nat. Yeah. It's truly. How did you keep this from everyone for so long? I, I, it was 
probably my greatest accomplishment, really. I was going to say, because, wow. Because <laughs> I was just so worried about like being stereotyped mm-hmm. for liking this one weird thing that went against everything else I was into. Right. And um, Oh, I mean, so many people, it's like, you think NASCAR, you think like redneck hick, me, like, I don't know. And like, what? but for me, like, that is fine. But like I didn't want like the the stereotype of racism right of to course. follow me because I right. like this sport mm-hmm. that if you were as involved in it as I am you would realize all it is is a stereotype and it's the fans you gotta watch not the dudes, dudes, dudes driving the cards and yeah. working on them yeah but I was just so like self conscious about it about this thing that I was into since I was thirteen. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt crashed his car and died. Oh, see, that was before oh, I was watching. See, yeah. and that's like, I, I watched, we all watched that, and then it was like, we stopped watching. I don't yeah. know if my parents were like, oh my God, we shouldn't let her watch this, because who knows? Or like, what, I don't know if they thought it was traumatizing, or... Yeah, yeah that was just, like I, so I started, and that was 2001, mm-hmm. and I started watching, like, early 2003. Gotcha. So I, I jumped in like after this whole like morning fest had happened. Had happened. Gotcha. And at that time, like that's time period we're talking about. Yeah. That like NASCAR was everywhere. Yeah. Like it, it you like I remember going into the CVS mm-hmm. and getting like little NASCAR toys. Same. So like <laughs> so now like, it's not like that, you know, like Earnhardt's and Jeff Gordon and all the big mm-hmm. guys are gone. They're yeah. all retired. Oh, yeah. I saw Jeff Gordon's car. And I was like, I had a small Jeff Gordon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. You know. I yeah. played with Barbies and Matchbox cars. <laughs> like, I had all this stuff, like, just, like, tucked away. Oh. Secret shame. Secret shame For the longest time. And then eventually, I don't know what even, like, broke me. I don't know what that moment was, but it was recent. It, was, it was recent. Yeah. <laughs> Like it was within the past like year and a half where I was just like, screw it. A couple of life events happened and that branch that I was using as a kid to grab onto, mm. all needed of a sudden it I again. needed it again. And now like I'm older, I just don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, you get older and then you're just like, fuck it. If you don't yeah. like me by now, who right. the fuck needed you in the first place? If you're not going to like me because I watch NASCAR, no. like screw you, you're not going to like me anyway. Yeah. So, like... What a fucking silly reason to not right. like a person, truly. So, like, I've dragged people to races with me... Oh, my God. ...who've never been... Because I'm really not a car guy. Right. You know what I mean? See, like, and that's what was so... Well, I don't know. I mean, yes, you think NASCAR, and you're like, what the fuck? Al, he's an artist. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, I don't... I never pegged you, and you never came off, and we never talked about cars. Right. It wasn't like, I'm souping up my blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was never... It was never like that. So I was just like, he doesn't like... It's not like you're like souping up Subarus and shit and you're not hanging out at the fucking Stroud Mall <laughs> going to these whack parking lot car shows. Oh, yeah, you laugh. Yeah, no, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Because I see those car shows yes. and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah, God, people that do that, I don't know. But <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It, was, it was shocking. Not in a bad way. I was just, that's no, different. It, it is. It is. I'm always keeping people guessing. Yeah. 
You're always keeping us just on our toes. Like, right? damn. It's good, though. It is. It's good. Like, I look at it in such a, a weird way, coming from the artistic mindset, mm-hmm. that I just get something totally different out of it. Not to mention the nostalgia and that, like, cozy, like, oh, oh you know? I'm home. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I mean, NASCAR is also a sport. And it's like, it holds something precious and different for everybody. Right. So, yeah. And it clearly yeah. brings you great joy, so. It definitely does. I'm so glad that you're I just like out and open about it. And, <laughs> you're a yeller at the TV. Uh, I love it. My God. And I sit there and I'm just like, it's just the, like, the best thing. Like every time. It could be the most boring shit race ever. And to me, it's the greatest thing in the world. Wow. Hey, I mean, you know, my dad does the same thing when he watches football. He will sit there and he stands up and he shouts and he screams. And there are times I'm like, I think he's going to die watching football one day. But yeah, it just, you know, as long as it's giving you that sense of joy right. and whatever. Yeah, I'm not yeah. selling drugs. No. So, you know, it kept me off the streets as a kid. It keeps me off the streets now. As an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just as important. Sure, yeah. yeah. And at first I was like, is this a joke? And then I was like, oh. It could have so easily been a joke. Ex- yeah. And I mean, like, you know, you've gone on, like, Facebook post story. Oh, yeah, I've done pranks on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've read full paragraphs of things that you've written on Facebook and thought, oh, my God, this is... Ha-. And then halfway through, I'm like, this did not fucking... <laughs> so... And I was like, this is not a real update on his life. Should have known. <laughs> So I was like, is it a joke? And then when you were like numbering things yeah. and it was like more like, in depth, thi- I was like, this yeah. isn't a joke. This is something no. I'm going to have to address. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... it's be- Now being in your apartment and seeing everything, it can't be a joke. <laughs> no, no. I've been way too deep for it to it's So to fucking deep. So maybe we'll wrap it up. And thank you for doing this again. Of course. This was so much fun yeah. to reconnect like this. Of course. Yeah, it was dope. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. You can catch any movies referenced in this interview on the Shivering Fish Productions YouTube page linked from the Albert Shivers YouTube channel. If you'd like to see more of my work, you can follow me on Instagram at Albert Shivers. If you'd like to see more of Isaac Wilson's work, you can follow him on Instagram at when underscore in underscore zen. You can find this podcast episode and more on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, the podcast app, and with video content on YouTube.